Sports Walk is back. Watch season two of Backpack Broadcasting's original web series that brings you the opinions of real sports fans. The entire first season and current season are available now on the Sports Walk YouTube channel and Facebook page. Check out the 2017 NYC WebFest official selection and see what other sports fans have to say on the hottest issues in sports today. It's easy. Just take the Sports Walk. From the Gotham Podcast Studio, episode 78 of the Ain't Hard to Tell Podcast, Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca in the building, uh, fresh off of a birthday, feeling good in my 36th year of life, mm. rejuvenated, I was tired lately, <clears throat> now I'm feeling better. And you had a massive paella on, on Friday or whatever. Yo, it was. so good. <laughs> oh, so good. First, I hadn't had paella in a while, and I had one, uh, just a dish on my birthday at this Cuban spot in Yonkers. It looked exhausting. No, there's nothing exhausting <laughs> about eating that. It was all, I mean, I felt exhausted after, yeah. but I went and did, I did something active after. I went and did some indoor skydiving okay, right after yeah, that. Man. Now we got we'll get to that in a second. No, we'll get to that now. Yeah. We'll talk about that now. So you Brian, posted a video on Facebook of you indoor skydiving. First what of was all, your reaction to the video? One, yes. Uh, LOL. Two, <laughs> wow. two. Why? Why is it funny that I'm indoor skydiving? It's, it's just like when I saw you on the trapeze that one time. For that, that was different. See, story, I can see how that was. That funny. was hilarious also. But then for this, I was just like, you know what? And my second thought was, this is how I need to experience skydiving. Because I'm not going to actually go and jump out of a plane like we talked about That's on the previous episode. That's really disappointing. That, that I wouldn't jump out of a plane? Yeah. Why? If should, I may ask? I think you should do it, man. Why? It's an experience, a new experience. You should understand. It's what like it feels Bill Burr like. says: the best thing that could happen is you land on the ground. No, the and best survive. It, that's I think that's a very. I said this before. It's a very short-sighted way of looking at it. The best thing that happens is you experience flying through the sky. No, that's thank the you. best thing. No, thank you. That's the best Indoor skydiving, though, I'm here for. I'll do that. And maybe if I like that enough, I'll do it. But remember, I'm the same person that doesn't like roller coasters. Now look. I, I went indoor skydiving. I wanted to do outdoor skydiving. That will be coming next very soon. There also will be video provided for that. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed that's coming. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the experience. Do you have the trapeze sk- video? Uh, somewhere on my phone. We need, you need to play that. I will. <laughs> if, if we can, I will put this in the video version of the episode. You will see me indoor skydiving, which was dope. Uh, the trapeze video was... Interesting. I feel like I have three funny activity videos now that people like. On oh, social and the media. other one. Wait, wait. Sledding? The acu- yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. It, it, for a hit, though. Like, how do you not get an Emmy nomination for that? <laughs> it was great. It was fun. It was great. Like, I'm glad I didn't do it live, but that was funny. Have you been nominated for an Emmy yet? No. No, we need to fix that. You know, like, well, not, I'm doing what I can. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> You're like, I'm doing what Other I people can. aren't doing what they can. Have you been nominated for an award ever? I'm pretty... I'm, if I have, you definitely have. No, I have not. Really? No. I keep getting nope. nominated. Outside I'm of being winning. selected for... Outside <laughs> of Sportswalk being selected for that NYC counts. WebFest. That, that counts. counts. That counts. Yeah, so that was yeah. nominated. It wasn't personal. It wasn't personal. It was the whole thing. All but I got is New York Press Association. Six-time nominated. It's something. Sports writer of the year, feature writer of the year. Yeah. Didn't win yet. You'll break through. Yeah. yeah. Like you'll break through and do a jumping out of plane. That's yeah. what you're gonna do. No, that's not gonna happen. It's why is it, <laughs> okay, so you saw this, you saw this, and you said you laughed. 
don't know why. Just seeing you in the air is funny. Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> why is that funny? It's funny. Like people just... skydive every day. Yeah, but not you. Like <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah, what's not? Like if I like just if a I person. Like if I saw, I don't know, Seth Rollins skydiving, I'd be like, oh yeah, he's a professional wrestler. He does high risk things, or Jeff Hardy, or whatever. Yeah, it would make a little sense. But you, you know, it's, it's funny. I can do high high risk things. Uh, yeah, I just, saw you I'm, on a trapeze. Yeah, so this shouldn't be <laughs> funny. No, but this is different. Has there been something I've been like, oh, and I the tra- no, the trapeze one, remember, remember, we were filming Lewis's Sports Walk in Chelsea or wherever it was. And when we and when you showed uh, us the video, uh, I, I was laughing so hard uh, that I had a headache. Well, because, and the reason, <laughs> so people are not going to understand what it was, because when we were filming Lewis's Sports Walk, if you watch the first episode of last season, yeah. you will see that it's by Chelsea Pierce. And on top of Chelsea Pierce is Trapeze School in New York. <laughs> oh, and yeah. you can see it above it if you're across the street on the West Side Highway. You can see the school. And actually, a former co-worker of mine at uh, News 12, Dana Arshman, who now works for Fox, she was an instructor there. So she's actually the one that set up the story that I ended up doing in News 12. And she teaches there. And the one with the, the one at Chelsea Pier is all outdoors. You're like up top in the building. The one I did at their other school in Brooklyn is indoors. But it's completely fine. This is why I get annoyed when people say. So you, would you do the trapeze? Huh? Would you do the trapeze? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I'm going to find that video. I will post a video if Maybe. we can. In this, do I, in do this. I have to show my arms like you did? You didn't have to, but I like my arms. Yeah, me too. That's why I'm like, I have so, no shame. I have I'll no do a shirtless. Doing that. Yeah, I'll do a shirtless. That'll be better for comedic. Well, effect. they they wouldn't. They didn't let me do that for for news. Tw- well, they were like, you can go up there, but to do a stand up, they were like, no, nah, I can't do. Oh, that. I'm not gonna do stand up there. They said it was too much for the ladies. <laughs> That's what my producer said. Did you say that you're practically married? They said it was too much for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. I'm just relating. This is why I get annoyed. This is why I get annoyed when my friends say, "Oh, you're a sports podcast." Yeah. Like, no, we're not. We do more than that. Yeah. See, just like I'm more than just a reporter or a podcaster, yeah. I can get up and do some daring stuff. Yeah, I can go skydiving. Yeah, I can get don't on the you, don't, don't you hate when people put you in a box? You try to put me in a box. That's why you laughed. That's not true. It is true. I just laughed because I saw you in midair. I didn't no, say you, you were incapable. Oh, you said you didn't expect it of me. You expected of those other WWE guys. <laughs> Whatever that means. That's a little more, you know what I mean? Like, no, yo, no. if I ever saw you jumping off a ladder and elbowing somebody, you know what I mean? Like, that would be something I didn't see coming. That's Probably, dim- but somehow. That's I, a dimension of Dexter that I didn't see. I could see now that. you're Daredevil Dex. I don't like that name. <laughs> I don't like that name. Oh, I don't like that name. Somehow I see you enjoying me jumping off of a ladder and elbowing somebody. Oh, yeah. There'd be so much enjoyment for you. For you got that. the size for it, too. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and so do I, as you can see. Now, what I will say is indoor skydiving. Are you familiar with what it is or what you have to do in indoor skydiving? Did you, would you, or was this kind of like. I, I know what it is, but like, I don't know the specifics that you probably do having experienced it. So you, yes. Yeah, so we're, we're about to do so the deep like, dive into indoor skydiving. We're not going to go deep dive into it, but it's, you're, you're in this, like, in the building, there's a, there's a tube you're kind of in. Where there's like huge vent and fans that come up from the bottom. That's what I was wondering. How do you get in midair? Yeah, because I imagine for me it's going to be easier to get in midair than it was for you. Because I, I, I'm only like five, so, okay. Five, so eight. so when people see when people watch the video, if you're watching the video version of this podcast, you'll see like I'm coming out of there's a door that, where you go into the tube, and you literally what you have to do is you have to keep your hands out, and then you lean forward. Now the oh like Superman, kind of like Superman. The key is, the key really thing to staying up is keeping your head up. You can't look down. The instant you start looking down is when your body automatically starts sinking down. Yeah. You got to relax. You got to keep your legs straight. It's an ab workout. 
when you go when you're trying to go up, you have to curl your legs. So it's interesting. The people who are professionals, like the instructors in there, they know how to do all this stuff. There was instructors in there, and I have another video. I'll show this. There's an instructor who was doing all kinds of flips and stuff in there, and I'm like, yo, I want to get to that level because it was just it was it, no, it was it was crazy what they can do in there. I don't want to flip in midair. I don't think so. Yeah, you do. I don't think I yes, do. You do. Uh, yes, you do. Nah, would you want to flip like, it? Would you want to flip in a plane in midair? No, you have to do that. It's if fantastic. I'm, if I'm in a wrestling ring, would you want to roll in a plane in midair? Does a six thirty splash count? I can't do a six thirty. No. Does a four fifty splash count? Nothing for wrestling counts. It's not real. Moonsault's a flip. You better no. relax. It's not real. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd rather do that, but you don't want to do a flip in a plane. Yeah, <laughs> I've done a flip in a plane. It's pretty great. No, thank you. See, I've done more things that you don't even think I would have done. I, I probably have two, just you would say that they're a little different. Oh, they're not real? No. Like wrestling? <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it is. Yes. Anyway, uh, so that's what it is. You're in there, and you got all this air pressure coming up, and you're kind of just floating. And the first, So you, I did two flights. The first time you go, the guy was kind of just showing you how to relax, how to stay, how to move about in the thing. And then the second time, they took you on a high flight. And that's the video that people are seeing where I went up with the instructor and then back down couple of times in a circular motion i've done a flip dope. i've done a flip plane paintball before that i do remember don't ask <laughs> you said like, you'd strike me as the kind of person that would love paintball oh yeah oh god you, oh, you know yeah. what i you know oh, what i found yeah. a comment i think a lot of you uh wrestling lovers love the paintball because my <laughs> i have a cousin who's like that he so he loved wrestling growing up still does uh shout you out to go this summer now i like paintball Ain't hard to I, tell paintball i paintball paintball is dope paintball <laughs> we'll get, is quite we'll dope. get a bunch of people Yo, I'll take it seriously. I do too. I roll on the ground. What do you mean? Of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. Maybe I don't take it that seriously. You, you got to remember, like, the athlete is still here. The athlete is still in me. Is it? You know what I'm saying? Is it? Or the violence is still in you? You got to relax. <laughs> <laughs> or what? It's going to be violent? <laughs> Listen. Oh, man. Listen. So are we getting you to go sky? Are we getting you to go indoor skydiving? Probably. You would I, probably do I, it. I could be taught in that. Yeah, indoor skydiving. Yeah, but I think you would enjoy it. It's, it's that's what I'm saying. It's no, nothing. It, you, it's a very relaxing no, that's, experience. That's actually. different because I know I'm gonna come down and be fine. But you know, you what know I'm you're saying? gonna wait, wait, wait. outdoor skydiving. Is, you know, what I'm saying you know you're gonna come down and outdoor just, skydiving just, and be fine. I don't know about all that. Yeah, you do. I don't like heights, bro. Like, nah. And the thing with this indoor skydiving, you're not really gonna go that high. That's what I'm saying. Indoor, fine. Outdoor, no, no, thank you. Nah, bro. I'm good. Yeah, that's disappointing. The only reason why I could look out of a window of a plane that I'm in is because when I look down, all I see is clouds. So you would jump off of a ladder and elbow somebody in the face. Yes. But you would not jump out of a plane. Yeah, you're talking about 25 feet versus 25,000 feet. Yes. You have a parachute in one. You could land on your elbow wrong and break it. I feel like there's more safety measures in place than jumping out of a plane. I'd rather wrestle. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. I also like wrestling more than, you know, skydiving. You haven't skydived. You don't know that you like it. Ah. No, yeah. no. See, here's the you thing. Didn't think, you didn't even think I, about no, that. No, I had a comeback, but I'm not. Let's move on. <laughs> Before this podcast, Ryan showed me a picture, a throwback picture, that by the time you're listening to this podcast, you will have seen. And this picture is of Ryan. Oh, you want me to send it to you so you could put it on the... Oh, we'll put it in this, We'll put it in there. But by the time somebody listens to this, if they're not watching, they will have seen this because you'll have posted it already. And it is of Brian... Getting his hair braided, although he was wearing the right gear, he had on a Jets jersey from when he was a Jets fan, and it was a Darrell Revis jersey. Shout out to my homie Darrell Revis. And uh, this was a, 
what I'll say is when you look at this picture, it looks like Brian at the point in his life where he likes to tell me that he probably embraced violence maybe a little bit more than he does now. That's not true. <laughs> oh, is it, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, we're at the same level? <laughs> I mean... Nothing's changed I, but the hair? No. Uh, wait. He was getting his hair braided, by the way, folks, if I did not say that. Yeah, let me figure this out. First of all, that was the same day as the AFC Championship game. I will say that much. The second okay. Uh, so I was 17 years old. This is January 2011. Such a good picture. I was in high school. There's there's many pictures, too. <laughs> so um, good. Yeah, I was getting my hair braided. He's got this, a pimple on like his left or right yeah, cheek. This is the second time I got it braided, and I got it once more uh, right before track season, wearing do-rags and stuff like that when I was running. That was that was my thing. Um, oh, my God. I had to- <laughs> People, if you see this picture, you keep, and you're looking at this picture. I need to bring- It's amazing. I don't. I need, I need to bring one of my friends from high school up here just so you can ask them oh, all yo. the questions you have. Oh, we have <laughs> Well, tons of great questions. Because you have so many oh, questions. So many questions. But I don't know who I would bring because I'm not really cool with a lot of them like that anymore. We just kind of like, not, it's not like a respect or disrespect thing. We just kind of lost contact and just, you know. And so, so people right now are probably wondering why I brought up this picture or what this picture has anything to do with in terms of something we're talking about. Oh, and regarding the violence. Uh, no, I was fine. Uh, I'm not confrontational uh, as you people may think. I just the only difference with me and certain other people is I'm not really scared. Nobody listening or watching this believes that. Cause I don't. All right, fine. <laughs> it's confrontational. He's I mean, violent. look, sometimes and he loves he... to play GTA and watch wrestling <laughs> and sometimes thinks about slapping people in the street. Yet I don't These are all these are all things that have been said on this podcast. I like I but I don't make sense because at the same time you would pick you would picture someone like me being a heavy drinker and I'm not. Why would I picture you being a heavy drinker? Violence, video games. Oh, those all th- oh, those are connected? Um, I never connected those. I mean, they usually they are more yeah. often than not. Maybe. Maybe I stay away from those people. Maybe that's it. I'm good. So huh. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But <laughs> the reason I brought this up was Brian showed me this picture and it then got me to a question I've had for quite some time, which is have you ever done anything that you think is stupid, you regret, or you wouldn't do anymore? Because of hip hop, right? And actually, this topic, you your picture reminded me of it because of something my friend told me. My friend asked me hmm. this question. My friend asked me, he's like, "Have you ever done anything that was like, you know, you did it because of hip hop culture, something you saw?" And he told me about the clothes. Well, a lot of people for a lot of people's fashion, right? For like, a lot, for I think for most people, it'll be clothes and then actually trying to rap. That's what I think it'll be. You think so? For most people, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, your clothes or ha- hairstyles could be that too, to some to degree. What are you trying to say? You, I look good. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not. I didn't I had, say that. I, I, I didn't show you the picture of me with the afro. I got. That I didn't too. say it. Nobody. Nobody said you didn't look good. I'm just saying <laughs> at the time, and maybe going back a little bit further. That's an example of how defensive I could be. Yes, definitely <laughs> an example that the cornrow style was a little bit more popular in that era of hip hop. Yes. Right. Yeah. Hence why you're not rocking it today. Now I had it when Kawhi Leonard was a rookie. Before yeah. Kawhi Leonard was a rookie, actually. I wish Kawhi Leonard would kind of let that go, but that's a whole other story. Nah, that's his thing. Let yeah. him own it. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'll share mine. Mm. When I was, I don't know when I did this. I was probably in, somewhere in high school. So, back in the day, if people remember uh, Jay-Z's Do It Again song, Three cuts in your eyebrow. Trying oh. to out. I had three slashes in my eyebrow. I did that before. And I did Not that. Not three, but I had. But I would never. Could you see me now at 36 with that? Nah. No. But you could see me now with like at 25 with one or two. 
No. You can't see that? No. no. Well, up until last year, no. up until yeah. up until like last year or the year before. No, I think it was the year before. I don't know. Up until like two or three years ago, I was getting the lines in my head. I remember that. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. That's different. But that, yeah, but then I stopped doing it because like. I'm going to tell you why I stopped. I'll tell you what I stopped doing. I was at, when this is my senior year at University of Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I was doing a sit down interview with the women's head coach at the time, Agnes Baronado. Um, shout out to her. She's having, has a current fight uh, with cancer right now. So shout out to her. She's doing well. Mm. Um, sitting down and doing an interview with her. And before the interview, she looked at me. She said, she looks at me like this. Just like you're sitting across from me. She's like, Dexter, you're a very handsome guy. Which I was like, yeah, I am. Thank you. <laughs> and she was like, yo. But that? <laughs> she pointed she at the like, eyebrow for people listening. And the eyebrow. And uh, my earring. I used, to, I used to rock an earring in my left ear. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> Young no, you Dex. No, you never saw it. No, saw but I saw that on YouTube. Yeah, I was like, you never seen me. In I person, saw that on YouTube with Michael Bellamy. Yes. Michael Bellamy. Yes. yes, that was that was great. She was you like, were on a football field, dress shirt, little baggy shirt with the earring. Yeah, with the earring, awful. just killing awful. it. Just no, awful. no, you was killing it. No, I wasn't. You had the one Barry Bonds earring. It was great. No, it was oh, great. It was great. She told me the one Barry Bonds <laughs> earring and the three cuts of my eyebrows. She was like, has to go. Basically, your point was, if you're ever going to make it and do what you're doing in TV. It's not gonna rock. I don't agree. I don't agree with that. Now here's the thing. I used to be the person that was kind of like, oh, I want to, you know, rage against the machine. Not gonna do that. I'm that person now. I agree to some degree. To To some some degree. degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To some degree, she is right. To some degree, she was wrong. It doesn't mean that. I think now there's actually because there's more opportunities, you can do that and be more of who you are and and what you want to be. We probably wouldn't do the podcast the same way ten years ago. Were you gonna wear a suit and tie? No, but what nobody, we, nobody wants to see that. No, yeah, hell no. But like, more people would be doing it that way. You know what Maybe. I mean? Maybe I'm. Yeah, and I, so you, that you know what I'm saying? to that like, point, I understand. But that was kind of my only two things. I guess I feel like the three cuts in your eyebrow kind of was a, from a, a song and lyrics, and yeah. you know when you had those in your eyebrows, everybody would say that line. So it was kind of that. But like, that's it. But you want to hear my boys? My boys is oh, a million times better, way better than ours. All right. <laughs> To anybody who has the time, before we get into this, if you're too young, you might not know this. I have a feeling you will know this video. Okay. Do you remember the phone tap video? Oh, no. The firm. Oh, no. What did he do? Do you remember the phone tap video from the firm? I remember. Do you remember in that video, I believe it was- Will you be able to put B-roll from the video? Nas? I believe I can. Yeah, you can. I believe it was Nas. I can't remember it was Nas or AZ. I don't remember who it was. But one of them was ironing money. Like, they were ironing- (laughs) hundred dollar bills like they were pressing it on the ironing board right and so my boy tells me that at whatever age he is 13 i don't know how we were when that song came out he pressed money on his ironing board he ironed his money and i was like what money were you ironing you didn't have money i was like did you even have a job no what were you ironing and he was are you ironing ones that's what he was doing all Why? Cause, just because he saw it in the video? In the video. Uh, there has to be some. Di- just because he saw it in the video. I definitely, because like, especially since the era, that era, I was definitely young and impressionable. Uh, I definitely, t- the baggy clothes thing, I was doing that up until like I got to college. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I hung on for too long on that. I know that was the era, yeah. but like I wasn't out of that until 2014. I don't think I got out of it until I got out of college, so I can't judge you for it. No, but no. <laughs> Until you got out of no, it was longer than that. It was probably longer than that, right? Well, for me, no, I pro- I probably started 
slimming my clothes down and dressing like a grown man when I'd say probably about like 23, probably a year or two out of college, my style started changing a lot. Me, me was 20, my yeah. second year of college. But, so, but, but that's that was, good for you. But, but, that, but, but that's for 20, you. Would... But that's 2014, right? You know what I mean. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people were sort of on that skinny oh, wave. Yeah, you still rocking that 2014. Early. Not 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 OD. Not like super big. You got pics? Uh, maybe. Yeah, we got to see those pictures. We'll <laughs> we got to see those pictures. Wow. Maybe. Wow. But not not crazy. Because I don't remember meeting you and ever seeing that. No, not because that by I the time remember. I met you, I was wholesome. Thank I was, God. you know what I'm saying? I was taken care of. Yeah, let me tell I you. I was the way I am but now. I'm going to be honest about this. Had I saw Brian presented like that, we would not be doing this podcast. Probably not. No. No. I'd have been like, the first time you guy. saw me, I had a pink polo. That's, yeah, it's good memory. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. But good memory. Because that was one of my go tos back then. Fake, cam- <laughs> fake pink Cameron, pink polo wearing. I, slash I got the- Kanye kind of self. No, I will not be associated <laughs> with with Senor West. Uh, <laughs> I was wearing a pink because I think it was in October because it was breast cancer awareness and I had the breast cancer awareness. Well, look at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. I did that because uh, I was playing football. Uh, now we're going on to whole thing. But yes, we still have to get back to the fact of the craziest thing you've done. But the, but there was a team. But there was a, no. That, that was pretty much it. Just the baggy clothes, but hanging on for a while. You know what I'm saying? So you hung on. You got to remember. You got to remember. Uh. I was an underground hip hop head first. You know what I'm saying? You hung on too long. Yeah. You no, I'm admitting I'm admitting that because I saw the shift while I was in high school. Yeah. Probably. So this I was in high school between 08 and 12. So that's when I saw the shift. It was after Lil Wayne. So it was like between nine. But the shift wasn't into wasn't like it was like to skinny stuff. And Jay-Z also said I don't wear jerseys in 30 plus, whatever. Yeah. Uh so people just started you know, dressing differently because he said so because everyone's followers and dick riders. But, um, yeah. So, 10, 11, shout out to Jay-Z, though, B-Size concert, you know, all that. Uh, Heard it was great. I won't talk about my disappointment about knocking the contest, but you can check out my Young Black and Gifted Freestyle posted on Twitter. Which is really well done. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. really well done. Oh, uh, what's it called? Me the tickets. Yeah. I don't think anybody did better than me that I saw. I'm sorry. I didn't see it. Yeah. Anyway, that's all another thing. Uh, but yeah, around that time I saw the shift and I just and didn't, decided to I was, on. no, I was like, I was like, nah, forget that. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna keep it thorough for a couple more years. You know what I'm saying? And then 2014, I was like, yeah, I gotta clean this up. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the worst thing you did. My homegirl told me one, but I'm going to save that for and, off. And off then, air. and then, and then, and then things got more successful when that happened. See? Yeah. Maybe that's what. Coach Baronado was trying to tell I me. I think I think that's what led me to uh, uh, a life of more active activity. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what you were trying to clean up because <laughs> it sounds like you're trying to clean up something. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, all right. Yeah, well, for you listeners at home, clean up your act <laughs> so you can have a life of more activity. Yo, it's Lesson like, it's learned. like, yo, and not to bring this dude up, but it's like one time Freddie Gibbs said on his Instagram story, and it was hilarious. He said like, yo, if you, if you still wear like mama jeans and stuff like that, I'm just going to assume that you just got out of jail. So get away from me. <laughs> get away from me with that Yo, stuff. I kind of, I, I understand the perception he has around that and where he's coming from. Like, I get it. Brian also brought to my attention something I did not know before this podcast. And I know he's very excited and very passionate 
to get into this subject. No, not really. Um, not so really. One of the things- but it's just like people need to understand, like, it's okay to, to, to sort of address certain things. You know what I mean? So- It's okay. There was a, I don't know how to qualify this person. Um, I'll okay. do that. I'll I, do no, no, no. I will say what I will say what they consider themselves. They consider themselves an NBA writer and don't, 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 don't. No, 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 uh, no, no. I was no, gonna no. say, don't I, say the outlet. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. We ain't gonna give them any time. We're yeah, not gonna give them the, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. the what they love. Because that's that's a, everybody. See, that's why people are throwing no, darts no, no, at a wall no, and hoping no, no, one no. of them hits too, the bullseye. Too, way too smart for that on this show. Yeah. They consider themselves an NBA writer and reporter, and I like to say the word consider. Mm-hmm. What a perception is, as I told Christian Winfield, perception is what people have. This is what they think that they are. That's fine. But this person sent out a tweet in which they said that they, they, the reporter, asked a source in the NBA front office what he thinks Russell Westbrook's value is, and then posted a quote. And the quote says, Probably the second worst contract in the league behind Wall. Now, I want to relate this to people as Brian told this to me. Brian's telling me this story moments before this podcast. He tells me the story, and immediately in my head, I said, Huh, I heard this before. And I knew I didn't read it. I had heard it before this week. So, Brian, would you like to tell the people or play for the people? Let's actually, let's, let's play the audio of where this is from. Conversation with a, a, an executive I really, really respect. I mean, I respect all of them, but a guy that I think is particularly good three months ago over dinner in Anonymous City X, and he ranked at number two before this. And let's not mince words. This playoff run, it's not a run, this playoff uh, fall is a disaster for Russell Westbrook. Now, we that is from the uh, Zach Lowe's Low Post podcast. In- I really, really respect. I mean, I respect all of them, but a guy that I think. No, that's not it. It's not, that's not the clip you had played for me before. There's a clip where he said where he says exactly that. Um, but that is from Zach Lowe's low pot a uh, low post podcast. Um podcast I'm a fan of. I listen to all the time. And a lot of NBA junkies uh like myself will listen to that as well. Um now recently uh this week on his podcast, I'm forgetting who his first guest was this week. He dropped two podcasts. Um, but he was talking about him having talked to Russell uh, about Russell Westbrook to another person, and the person said that it was probably the second worst contract in the league behind John Wall. Here's the thing: Is it possible that this same person talked to the exact same executive? Possibly, in my opinion, not likely. Okay, possibly not likely at all whatsoever. And this, it appears, and Brian's trying to say with his working face, it appears that this, I'm doing air quotes for people who can't see, reporter jacked this quote from what Zach Lowe talked about. Look, people need to stop bullshitting. All right, like that, that's basically <laughs> what it is. comes the anger. It's like, no, it's like, it's like, it's, it, we're in April, all right? We're heading into a dangerous time. Yes, we are. We're yes, heading we into are. a dangerous time on the internet. Where a lot of people are going to start fabricating reports and start putting bullshit out there so that other people can think that they have sources, that they're plugged in, that they're doing the reporting, that we know the people who are actually doing the reporting are doing. Like a Woj or a Chris Haynes or our boy Mike Scotto or our boy Ian Begley or friend of the show Howard Beck. 
or Zach Lowe, for example, right? And there's a lot of other people who are trying to get in the game. Respect that you're trying to get in the game. I get it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Cool. Right? You want to be a newsbreaker. You want to be plugged in. Sure. But why don't you get in the game by actually getting in the game as opposed to acting like you're getting in the game? You know what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, a lot of people just want to be famous. There's this overwhelming rush to be famous for whatever it is they want to do, and they just want the recognition, and they just want to, you know, I don't know, send their tweets out to a whole bunch of different accounts so then those NBA uh, retweet accounts could retweet them so then they could get popular, or there's... You know, other people that like to say things like, oh, you know, I'm hearing this and I'm hearing that and I'm hearing this and then nothing's actually coming of it. Nothing's actually happening Mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, We're just seeing a lot of lying going on now. And I need consumers to be smarter. I need consumers to actually work just a little bit harder just to understand that, yo, a lot of this is bullshit. And a lot of these people, a lot of these people that people are listening to and people are writing their aggregation posts of posts about that people are sort of getting their news source from and trying to throw into their group chats and being like, oh, is this true? Is this not? Listen, man, when you hear from one of maybe 10 people, you'll know. Because the agents, the executives, the scouts, the GMs, the players, they've decided who they're going to give their news to for the most part. Occasionally, you'll get somebody like me who breaks something. Occasionally. I'm not a newsbreaker. But I've broken news before. Mm-hmm. I know what that feeling is like. They're trying to. So let's get that straight, right? <laughs> so we have all these people. They've decided who the sort of gatekeepers are. People are feeding things to Woj and Shams and Chris Haynes and Ian Begley. And, you know, they trust them. Those are the good reporters that have been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. So the other people trying to get in the game, look, I get it. But you have to be good at this before you can be popular. And that's what a lot of people are losing sight of now. But see, it, it's dangerous because people, those people are very aware of the power of how easily they can put a quote out and what can happen there. And also just want to give, just make sure I give full credit. That was from the Low Post episode dropped on April 24th uh, with Kevin Arnovitz, who was the guest. Probably going to have to do some um, editing around that because I was clunky. Yeah. That's no, fine. <laughs> it was, no, it's fine. Um, oh, talk, but so you can go list that himself. What is interesting is, and somebody commented on the tweet and said, the podcast uh, was put out before the tweet by a well-respected reporter. Sounds rather similar to the tweet. That's really, really awful, to put it mildly. I would say yes, that is putting it mildly. Um, it is stealing. Like I said, I will get say that there is a possibility that this so-called reporter definitely talked to the same source. However, if you were— Not given his track record. Yeah, that matters. However, if respected reporter— Zach Lowe comes out with something first, then you need to attribute that. Even if you heard it from the same, hey, I heard the same thing. You Because you could easily do this and say, nobody would question as much. I heard the same thing from a similar source that Zach Lowe said in his podcast. Think about how different that that tweet plays. Yeah. Now you're just like, oh, well, I'm just saying I heard even the though, same even thing Even though even then would be like, really? <laughs> Maybe. But sometimes, but, but, sometimes, sometimes but, things come out. Oh, no. I'm saying in this case. Yeah. Right. I could say this for sure. There are things that have come out that I've heard from other people and other sources around a bunch of things in sports. And then I see it reported by somebody yeah. else. And I'm like, oh, I knew that already. That happens to me with Nets stuff. Stuff? That, yeah. ha- that, that No, that actually happens to me with yeah. Nets stuff a there's, good amount. There's stuff with the Nets yeah. and different information that 
we have from sources in there. There's stuff from different team and people I know around boxing certain things. That happens to me with that boxing and MMA a lot. And it happens. Yeah. But you don't discredit and act like you got it on your own. See, that's what's wrong. That's this rush to show everybody like, oh, I'm plugged in. People are coming to me. I'm one of the gatekeepers now. I'm one of the first people to get news and things like that. But people don't want to focus on just doing a good job anymore. Well, here's the thing. I keep saying the, the, the fake always gets exposed. The, the, the ones who aren't being real, they'll always be exposed. My this, concern is it's taking too long for some people. Some, yeah. pe- some people have been here for they, – they've worn out their welcome. But who, and this and again, well, we are see, going they're, they're, into a dangerous see, well, time this summer. So we're gonna see. Not we're gonna me. see. We're gonna see what happens in July. We're gonna see what happens in July because come, you know, the NBA, the transactions are heavy in July. There's going to be a lot of reporting, and not all of it's gonna be good, and not all of it's gonna be accurate. See, here's the thing: all the people that report the stuff, we're talking. Let's say, well, forget even July. Let's talk about late June. Let's get before the draft and right up to the beginning of free agency for the NBA. All these people that are going to be putting out these reports and some of these fake reports, they will be exposed to. They we have seen we have seen in the last year several people talk about before last year where LeBron was going to go, what LeBron <laughs> was going to do. Now this is shifted over into KD, and there'll be other people doing it, acting as though they know. What's interesting is there have already been some of those people who's been proven that they don't know what they're talking about. Now. For those people that you're, I think what you're talking about is, well, there's still people following them. There's still people looking at their tweets every day. There's still people doing this and that. I want to say a little bit of what you said. Those people, I don't think, understand what good sourcing is in terms of news. So maybe they don't want to go to the Woges, the Zach Lowe's, because I think there's a difference I've started to notice between the kind of person you're mentioning that's putting out the fake news and the people who aren't. The difference is the people that are putting out the fake news, you know what they do a little bit more with the, with the people that follow them? They interact with them a little bit more. Mm. And they let those fans feel that they're somewhat accessible. Yep. And those people like that because now they feel like they're closer to the end. Mm-hmm. Whereas Woj, Zach Lowe, or Howard Beck, or Ian Begley, and other friends, they yeah. just do their job. They interact with fans, but they don't have the time to do it on that fake level no that why. these other people do. You know why? Because they're working. Yeah. <laughs> they're really working. They're really doing their jobs. Right? They're not out here just playing. When you're playing games... And you're talking about where people are going to go, and you know insiders. You're talking about secret meetings and all this stuff. Yeah, that didn't happen, and you're making this stuff up. Yeah, you ain't working. You're not plugged in. This is what's happening. So my thing is, the people that are paying attention to that for the most part are the people that they want something more out of that social media experience, and that's why they're going there. They're not like you and I, where we're like we're following Woj or Zach Lowe or Howard Becker and these guys because we want to find out the real information. We want the information first. We want it accurate. There's people that value it. I don't need it. There's people that don't. I don't need it first. There's there's people who don't value it. Yeah, like it's just the level of insecurity. (laughs) I don't. You know what? It's laughable to me. I don't. It is. I don't think. But it's also dangerous for some of us who are doing this work. Honestly, does it? Does it really take away from the real though? That's yeah, because some people don't take the time out to really differentiate the two. But they will be lost in the end, right? But they're not lost yet. So until they're lost, what what makes you think they're not lost now? What do you mean? They're lost in terms of if you're holding on to these fake dudes who are tweeting about what's going to happen with KD and et cetera and whatnot. If you're the person following them and you're hanging on to oh, the every oh, word, oh, yeah. you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, They're yeah, already yeah. lost. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you can save that person. I don't know if I care to save that person. It's going to be very. I don't, I don't think it affects the real journalism that's going out until you have. 
I, I guess I understand fundamentally what you're saying is that those people can then spread more fake news. That's not necessarily good for it gives, that. It gives people community. more reason, yeah. more reason to more reason to hate the media. You that's fair. Saying? Like that's fair. I see that. Because I, so, I know, I know how much I put into this, right? I'm not trying I'm not trying to be a newsbreaker, but I'm saying I know how much I right. put into digital media, all the things that I'm doing. And if s- certain other people are going to do things that's going to take away from what I'm doing, then we're going to have a problem. You know what's funny? You know, you know what's what funny? I'm saying? I, I'd like to, I don't remember if we had asked this person here, but I'd like, you know, somebody who's done a little bit of news breaking or is kind of pushing into the world, like our boy Michael Scotto, uh-huh. you know, somebody who's kind of moving up in that space. Him and I have talked about Right? And, to, and, and it's, his, it's interesting. Howard Beck and I have talked because, about this. Th- because those are the people that, are even more directly affected. I laugh at it. I think it's nonsensical. I think the people that follow those people, I think I said, it speaks for themselves. That's why it's like, but yeah. The, we, we, look, Brian's right about one thing. It's about to be that season uh-huh. where there's going to be Hashtag a lot. sources season. Sources season. Yes, S-Z-N. Yes, and this is going to be, a lot of this is going to be out there. A lot of it is going to be put out. I say, by the time the, from the time the finals is over to the first week of free agency, a lot of nonsense we put out there. Choose wisely, people. Yeah. Choose wisely. Yeah. And and look, and people wonder why certain other people like us maybe only listen to the same handful of reporters because those are the ones doing it right. Those are the ones doing it at the highest level, and those are the ones who've been doing it. Now, you get people that come along every year that they get one or two things. Sure. Like I said, sure. it's happened with me. It's happened with other people. Whatever. Uh, we're only talking about news breaking. We're not talking about overall content. That's right. a totally different discussion. But as it comes to news breaking, yeah, there are some other people that have come along every now and then. But again, you'll see the difference uh, because certain people are working and other people are not, as Dexter alluded to. They're just giving off the appearance that they're working. And yeah, I, I, I'm not necessarily uh, bothered by it, but it is what it is. But like oh, I said, it annoys the hell out of me. It does. I don't. It, it, I, I, like I said, it's laughable to me. I just understand the season's coming, and I'm waiting to have more comedy. And when the ridiculous comes up, I, yeah. I think you do have to expose the ridiculousness. I have no that, problem yeah, doing that. Which is why we're talking about it now. And this is why because you, and that's, that's that's another issue is not enough people want to call out certain things. I, 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 and, I, well, and by not enough people, I mean like yeah, there are regular people like fans on Twitter, like things like that, like they'll call it out. But I'm talking about other reporters, other media should, members, all, other media members should call this out. I agree. Should call this bullshit out. I agree. Honestly. I agree. I agree. Honestly. You got to call it out. A new daily fantasy app for prop bets is here, and it's called Thrive Fantasy. Forget the old school way of DFS. Thrive Fantasy has streamlined the drafting process and eliminated the need to do unnecessary hours of research by using only top tier athletes. That means no more salary cap. You just build your lineup around a list of prop bets. Here's how it works. For each contest, you choose 10 of the 20 prop bets, plus two ice picks that protect you from any late scratches or postponed games. Each unique prop has an over and under point value assigned to it, and you will be rewarded that value if the prop is correct. So for example, if Tom Brady throws for over or under 250 yards, the less likely the prop is to occur, the more points the choice will be worth. You build your team, score around the amount of correct prop bets you select. It's easy to play, so just check out the Thrive Fantasy link in the description of this podcast and get in the game with Thrive Fantasy today. Interestingly enough, uh, number 45, present number 45, uh, addressed the NFL draft 
of all things, at a, a speaking engagement he had um, in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, because he don't... Never mind. And <laughs> very interesting. Most times, you know, you'll get... I've never really heard the president talk about the NFL draft in any way I could think of. Um, although, although he, it probably has happened. Because remember, maybe, there was, not there, that I could think of. There was a point in time where he was at sporting events and people thought he was cool. And this was years before. I just haven't heard him talk about the NFL draft. That's yeah. all I'm saying. And in terms of that, he did mention Kyler Murray, who was the first pick in the NFL draft. But he did mention the second pick and praised him. Uh, Nick Bosa, who's been really problematic, uh, as he will see due to a series of tweets he's had. Um, and and it's, not just, it's not just the support for 45 either. It's the homophobic stuff. stuff racist stuff. Yeah. Uh, super anti-Colin Kaepernick uh, stuff he's retweeted. Yeah. Allegiances to white nationalists that we've seen as well in some, in some of these tweets. And um, Trump praised him he nick bosa who got picked second of the san francisco 49ers of all places of all places because he's he said before the draft he's leading his old tweets because he might go to san francisco and it's like oh you're done already like it's we already know we already know how you feel now obviously those fans are going to support him he's not done that's what i'm gonna say he's not no no no, not done in terms of like he's done as a person but i'm saying done in terms of like we already know we already know like how you feel right and you're you're not gonna you're not gonna repair yourself you're so strongly on that other side Right. You know what I mean? Well, and, and he, it's not just he's on the side of, like, outwardly showing hate towards other groups, right, that's been out there. And then you have uh, this guy is in yeah. office as a president who's going to endorse somebody who endorses that. Like, that's just, like, wow. Yeah. Anyway, let's take a listen to what uh, he had to say about send uh Nick it's in the Washington Post article. I said that. Oh before. wow. I said I said I said Cuz you said you said you said it was on Twitter. Listening. But yeah, um I said no, it's in the article. That if you go down, there's a couple tweets. Oh boy. You see it? Yeah. And mm-hmm. no, it's not even that. It's just like cuz I was just thinking about this earlier <clears throat> cuz I had listened to it earlier and to say it was cringeworthy was like putting it mildly. Try putting it mildly, but you can you can you can play the play play the one uh you listened earlier that made you cringe. It's uh, interesting. I was watching the other night the NFL draft. Can you believe it? Oh, He's such wow. a dick. Can you hear him? Like, <laughs> Oh, no. I can't believe you were watching the NFL draft. Oh, my God, because millions of people watch that every year. Oh. It's so shocking. Oh. All right, anyway. Continue. And it was the second draft choice. And he gets out. Bosa. Yo, Kim Martin made a. She saw her tweet. She was like, "Listen, listen to how he says his name." Bosa, Bosa. Like he said it like something magical was supposed to be. <laughs> what? Like, what is that? All right. And uh. he gets out real. He's going to be a great player from Ohio State. Is he? And he's a MAGA fan. He loves Trump. He loves MAGA. We got a lot of young people out there. You want to know the truth? I actually think we have more than they do. Who knows? But I think we have more than they do. More than they do what? He's going to have a great career. Last month. All right. That was the sound. Uh, Courtesy of this Washington Post article, Aaron Rupar, I hope I'm saying your name right, on Twitter posted this. Uh, He is a reporter. So what I've seen on Twitter was some people started started saying that, hey, this is ridiculous. He goes on to praise the second pick in the draft, doesn't praise the first pick in the draft, that he's praising that the first pick in the draft was a black guy in Kyler Murray, second pick in the draft is a white guy in 
uh, Nick Bosa, in which I'm like, that's not the issue, guys. Yeah. It's not the problem. Not, yeah. If he really liked Nick Bosa, it's fine. The issue is the fact that it's somebody who has liking himself. I don't even care that he really likes his campaign or whatever like that. That's not even really the issue to me. It's the That's link true. to the white nationalism, the hate of other groups, the homophobia, the you know racist uh, tweets that he's liked and retweeted. Yeah. You would think as a presidential candidate, you would not want to align yourself with that. However, we saw in 2016 that that person did align themselves with that. So just interesting Again, another bad link for the NFL, um, a league we've discussed many times about just how problematic it is um, and how they even responded to Trump calling players SOBs last year. And this just goes again. They just can't distance themselves from this guy. They're linked to him in many kinds of ways. And Nick Bosa, I don't know if he's going to necessarily face the heat, Brian. I don't Hmm. know if there was, if there's going to be um, things where he talks about this. I'm very intrigued to see where his first sit-down interview may come from. Oh, man. It's coming. I can say that. It's coming. It could be very interesting where it comes from. I mean, and to play in San Francisco of all cities, that's interesting to me as well. San Francisco, by the way, former home of Colin Kaepernick, and also uh, statistically, because he's obviously has some homophobic tweets in his mm-hmm. past, Statistically, their gay community is one of the strongest in America, if not mm-hmm. the strongest. Um, I don't think people are going to be booing him there. I don't. I think there's going to be a lot of 49er fans supporting him. I don't know if that necessarily matters, but I think that I was trying to find a tweet that uh, our Jamal Murphy, our boy Jamal Murphy tweeted out the other day that was funny. It was about all of this. I couldn't find it. But, oh, man, I think that with Kyler Murray not getting the support, as you said, is just more about who Nick Bosa is and right. how he aligns himself with that. Right. And as Robin Lumberg said a long time ago in our podcast, second episode, he said, if you support that dude still, then that's highly problematic too. I think I saw him. I think I saw him tweet that the other day. I might have been Jamal Murphy that tweeted that too. I think he said like, "What does it say about you?" Oh, that's what it means. No, I mean, Jamal said, Murphy. He said, yeah. and I'm paraphrasing. He said, "You're at least an idiot, at the very <laughs> least." <laughs> And it's Which just, is funny to me. Not to get overly political, because this is not really overly political. No, this I is, don't think it is. This just, is just an issue of like, yo, the president of the United States should not be aligning himself with really anybody from the NFL draft. But of all people, one of the more problematic people. But one of the reasons he's, he's that he's problematic and that came out was because of the president of the United States. So. Who has aligned himself with the stuff that he was aligning himself with. Yeah. So in a way, I'm not necessarily shocked that. Number 45 said it. I'm really not because he's shown himself before. Somebody shows you who who they are. You take them for what they are. I think we all know who he is and what he is. Do I think it's ridiculous? Absolutely. Do I think Nick Bosa is going to be criticized for this? Here's what I find interesting that I will say about the NFL draft, which I paid pretty much no attention to. I actually watched it. If this was most of the kind of players, we've seen players all over the years, Nick Bosa's draft stock didn't slip because of this. Oh. <laughs> uh, you see where I'm going. How many times have other players done things that are problematic? They're off-court, uh, off-the-field actions. Their actions on social media. His actions on social media are problematic. And if it was me, regardless of what my political stance is or affiliation, 
don't you want the people, not that everybody you draft is going to be a decent human being, but you want to try to get people with good character. When people go for work employment, you know, employers can look, you know, look at their employees, potential employees, Twitter, whatever else, see what they're posting. The problem like that. is the NFL has shown time and again that they don't care as yep. a whole, as a, it, like as a whole. Yeah. Like Ty- look at what Tyreek Hill, look at the extent that this situation uh-huh. has to get to, to now be considered like, oh, okay, now maybe they'll get rid of him. But at the same time, I don't even. I think he's still on the team he's as of now, team. right? They won't get rid of him. You don't think so at no. all? You don't think public pressure will even force that? I don't. know. I mean, it, it happened with AP, so I guess I it, think it might. Know, I think, but, it was a different I think it might, but I don't think it'll be the end. I think we'll wait a year and somebody yeah. else will pick him up. Um, the Cowboys. I guess my issue. You know, is, Jerry Jones loves. I guess that. my issue is people character issues only if it is only seem to be an issue for certain people and as your point you're making about at certain times yeah because you guys had an issue with all this stuff or like you said they had to come to this for Tyreek Hill to now be criticized and we're talking about Tyreek Hill Chiefs wide receiver who has been accused of potentially being violent with his child and breaking his arm and also potentially his girlfriend um, and there's an audio recording of that. You can go look that up for yourself, or don't, or don't, if you really and choose if not you, to be disturbed. Yeah, if your stomach is uh, sensitive to that kind of stuff. Yeah, I didn't hear the. Uh, you talking about like the exchange with the discussion between him and his girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, I listened to that. Okay, yeah, yeah I did yeah. listen to that, um, which was really disturbing. I wasn't going to, but my brother, my brother insisted that I listen to it just so that it's like you should probably know. Like yeah, I went down I, and I listened to it and it's yeah. Yeah, not good. Anyway, <laughs> he's fine, but uh somebody took a knee against police brutality and injustice, racial injustice, and that person doesn't play football anymore. So yeah. All you people will try to act like this isn't about this or it's not about that. Why aren't you if you really cared about humanity, somebody did something for social injustice for humanity, while somebody is actually against things for humanity, like Nick Bosa. And yeah, he's exactly. drafted number two in the NFL draft. Like we know where you stand. If like we know where the NFL stands. Yeah, like, we 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 we're pretty loud and clear on that. Um, we're gonna talk more about this in another episode because of that documentary that I mentioned. And that's just coming up, which yeah. I'm very intrigued to to no, watch. It, it, I'll send you the link so you can watch it. But um, because they they allowed me to do that. So yes, that's very I'm nice very, I am very intrigued to watch that. Uh, and then we will have a discussion about that more when we can, and see if we can get some people around that to talk about it. All yeah. right, we got, but we're out of time. We have to get to numbers. Uh, it is number seventy eight for episode seventy eight. Speaking of seventy eight, all football players. Speaking of uh, NFL, it's all it's all football players for seventy eight. No NBA player ever wore the number. All the baseball players who wore only wore for like a season tops. One of them was actually Urias for the Dodgers, who's actually pretty good. Hmm. Um, and it was for a season. And then in hockey, I mean, come on. So we got Anthony Munoz. You remember him? I do. Did I say his name right? Yep. All right. Art Shell, mm-hmm. Bruce Armstrong, Jackie Slater, Tariq Glenn, Richmond Webb, who was Dan Marino's left tackle right. for a long time. Mm-hmm. So shout out to him. Matt Burke, your boy, Leon Lett. Why is it my boy? <laughs> I always pick a weird one to make your boy. And uh, Bruce Smith. That's I like Bruce Smith. Yeah, yeah. I go Bruce Smith. Yeah. Doesn't he have? Does he still have the most sacks ever? I believe so. I think he does. Two hundred. He definitely is a Bills. He definitely is a Bills sacks. I can tell you that. I mean, come on. You know, I, I like to kill spikes, but he didn't come close. No. 
<laughs> now, Bruce Smith was a beast, man. He Absolute had beast. he had two hundred. Is he a compiler? He then played for the Redskins after that, right? Yeah. He went to the Redskins after the Bills? The Washington Racial Stirs. I can't believe I said the name. Yeah. I don't ever do that. You're going to have to censor yourself. I will censor myself. (laughs) I can't believe I said the name. Offensive, that is. The team down in Washington. Nah, he had a lot of... uh, Because, nah, um, people joke that people that play for a long period of time and they just have these these exorbitant numbers. I think it's amazing he played that long. Nah, but like... Not not even that. It's like of the nineteen, by the way, nineteen seasons he played, he had double digit sacks, uh, thirteen times. That's not a not a compiler. What? Right. Are, how many sacks did he have in his last season in Washington? Five. Before that, he had nine. That's still pretty good. Before that, he had five, and before that, he had ten. So at forty years old, he had five sacks. That's pretty. At impressive. forty years old, he had five, and at thirty nine, he had nine. I don't know why he wanted to play that long. I hope his health is okay. Bruce I, Smith, I hope right, is. yeah. You think about that? I'm like, I hope his health is okay. Although I will say this, like, uh, you know, and this is a totally other football discussion, but you know how some people don't want their kids to play football Me? and things like that. Me, myself included, assuming I have one or two, uh, that ends up being a guy because, you know, yep. there's not that many football leagues for women. Um, but, and it's kind of offensive that one of the only ones is lingerie one, but I digress. Um, <laughs> so, if... If if you had a kid that really wanted to play football, let's say you had a son, what if they wanted to play corner? Would you be okay with that? Nope. No. Nope. Definitely not safety. But corner? No. Nope. All right. I figure corner would be less punishment. You know what I mean? But no. you're not absolved of it. And nah. You, and if you're fast, they're I just feel try like to make if the kid's real good, at some point they're gonna have him playing like corner and wide receiver. He's gonna be taking all these hits. So at some point, no. No. You'd prefer the so corner. You're six two, right? If you had a son, he'd probably be somewhere between six and six four. But they could play basketball. It'd be all right. Yeah. Be or okay. or or soccer. They could be like Sean Johnson. I'd be fine for either of those sports. They could be like Sean Johnson. No to football. Yeah. He could. There you go. No to football. <laughs> all right. That's it for this episode. We thank you for your support. Please continue to support us. Uh, or baseball. They could be like Tim platform. Anderson. Yeah. Your boy. That's my your boy. new favorite baseball He's player. My new favorite baseball player. <laughs> Shout out to Tim Anderson. Uh, thank you for the continued support. Please be sure to leave us a rating on the podcast, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Tpublic.com. Also go to tpublic.com. You can get great Bye. gear. Like these Listen, beautiful mugs. Yeah, that we there's have. not there's not just there's not just shirts and hoodies, there's mugs, there's tote bags, there's notebooks, there's um tank tops, which I'm actually gonna buy a couple for the summer. Ain't hard to tell tank tops for the summer. Yes. I'm gonna do, do that. It. Yeah. There's a couple other things too, but yeah, there's a bunch of stuff on there. Um yeah, also also check out our survey. Please let us know any feedback, what you like, what you don't like. Who we'd like to see come up on exactly. here as guests. And tell them, not us, because you can put the pressure on them to come up here. Yes, tell them they can come up here. Only the best come up here, as we always have there. So please continue to support us in all those ways. And check out our Patreon for exclusive content that we have coming out. Nick Bosa blocked Mike Freeman on Twitter. I just saw him. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Great. I bet you he didn't, why didn't, he bet you didn't block Trump. Uh, that's a whole other story. All right. That's it for episode 78 of the Ain't Hotel podcast. For Brian Fonseca, I'm Dex Henry. Until next time, y'all. Peace.